Hello world, and thanks for listening in to episode three of the Everything and Nothing podcast. your host, Christy Brownlow, and I have got a very special person riding with me today, Dr. Kanisha Bracely. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kanisha, Kanisha, Kanisha. Okay. All right. How's everything going? It's going excellent. Excellent. Okay. That's good. Now, I said Dr. Kanisha Bracely. I think that's the first time I've ever said that out loud. I think it just came. Yeah. You're the second person who has never called me that, who said that out loud. And I was like, that sounds so odd, weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's you. That is me. That's you. you. And the crazy thing is I'm still, it's so crazy. I've had my doctorate degree since I was like, since I was 30. And Mm -hmm. I am still, I think because I never, because of why, my why behind getting it, I never really like went off the title like that unless mm. I was in a professional environment. Mm-hmm. So this year, to be honest, like over the past couple of years, is I'm just now really even embracing that. Ain't that crazy? I'm I love that, though. And mm. I, I, we were not going to go there, I don't think. I don't know what we no, were going to we do. Was just talk, we were just talking. Yeah, I don't, like we normally do. But what I was going to say about that is that And I don't know if this is your story, but I know that I was very much into my career and just upward mobility and fast forward into life and just all of those things. And and I've talked to several people like this who got the paper, got the degrees, did all the things they were supposed to do, checked all the boxes, dotted the I's. And it's like, okay, now onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. And never stopped to really say, like you said, to embrace it. Right. So I don't know if, because you are, you get after it. And so I don't know, do you stop and take the time to say, oh, okay, like to breathe and say, oh, this is a great accomplishment. Or are you like, okay, done. Let's move on to the next thing. You know, I do not. And the reason why I say that is because I did a, I had to do a bio yesterday for somebody. And I was like, when I do this, like, I didn't even realize when they did the introduction of me, mm-hmm. I was like, when I, I did that, like, I, I didn't even All remember, right. like I'm moving so fast and I'm not really, and I'm not, and most of the time, the accomplishments of, of what people would perceive to be as compl- accomplishments for me, they're just something that I got to do to get to where I'm trying to go. Mm. It's like, okay, I'm trying to get here. Well, the doctor degree was different. The doctor degree was, I was a single parent. A white lady told me I couldn't do it because I was sick, a single parent. She pissed mm. me off. So I did it. Mm-hmm. But the universe knows how to make me do stuff because mm-hmm. the universe knew in order to get her to do this, this I'm going to have to do this. Be, yeah. This has got to be <laughs> sad. This has got to be so, sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't even, and the person probably, the, that lady probably don't even know I have a doctor degree. I don't even know where that lady is to this day. Mm. But, which that's a whole nother example. Like, that's a whole nother, you know, our conversations be a little ADD-ish. But, <laughs> but the fact, sometimes, you know, that turned out good. Even though this, this is not what I was getting ready to talk about. But getting the doctor degree turned out good for me. But that's an example of how we hold on to things. Yeah. People done moved on. 
did whatever. You don't even know where they are. I can't even remember what you was arguing about, but you're still holding on to you're that You're holding drama. on to they, it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this, in this particular case, getting a doctor degree is working out for me. So, well, um, it does work out, but like you said, your why. Yeah, that yeah. was my why because I was mad. And mm-hmm. so um, got the degree, really didn't know what I was going to do with it. But the rest of the things that I've been doing has been driven by just I'm trying to accomplish something. And in order to accomplish this, the end goal, I have to go get these credentials. Correct. But oddly enough, with all the education that I have and the life experiences I have, I feel like I know nothing. And that so I don't get call into myself that. an expert or anything. Right. It's just like I don't really know anything. I'm just out here trying to trying to figure it out and live like everybody else. But okay, well, put sometimes. a pin in that. Put a pin in that because we're gonna come back to that. <laughs> we're gonna come back to that, ma'am. Don't let me forget. We're coming back to that. Yes, yes. Okay, so do you mind if I share how we met? Oh, this is the craziest coolest bittersweet story it is the craziest yes okay okay i'm gonna start and then you you tell me if i'm wrong okay okay so we met in dubai at an orientation we were at ferrari world yes and (laughs) i was like right right, right." where were we i was like I remember the. I remember what the room looked like, but I couldn't remember. I remember sitting on some bleachers or something. It was dark. I was to say we were sitting on some bleachers. That was so weird to me. And it was black in there. I think it was really dark. Yeah, that's and we how were I just remember. sitting next to each other and just didn't know each other from a can of paint. And then I was like, "So where are you from?" And you said Arkansas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, cool." And then I said, "Well, I'm from Texas," and. I'm from El Paso. No, of course, we're in Dubai. So if you're from Arkansas and I'm from Texas, that's like we're neighbors. Right. And I said, I'm from El Paso because, you know, I'm so super proud of my city. <laughs> and I said it with my chest, too. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. from El Paso. And, you, and like, you were like, uh, El Paso, Texas. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> and you were like, that's where my son got murdered. Mm-hmm. And I just. I know I had to pick my mouth up off the floor because I just, it, it just caught me completely off guard. And I was like, what? And again, I didn't know you, but in that moment, I felt like I did for some reason. And then my sister had just transitioned like two months before I arrived in Dubai. So I was still shell-shocked emotionally with that. You were still going through, going through with your son and you and I clicked and we were kind of like, I'm paraphrasing, but we were like, bump this orientation. Isn't there a Garrett's popcorn around here somewhere? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And we just laughed and and went and found our popcorn and it's like the rest is history. Yes, that's exactly how we met, exactly how it happened. And the interesting thing to me is that I think personally, I think your sister and my son did that. I think they connected us like that. One from to kind of because I like to travel the world, I don't want to feel any kind of bitterness about any place. Mm-hmm. Just even if I never went back to El Paso. I don't want to not go back because I'm angry, because that mm-hmm. means I'm allowing a situation to have control over me. And then not knowing that your your sister had passed like a couple of months prior to that. I think that was the glue. 
I can't really put it in words, but I think they were the glue for us. It had to, had to have been. The because I don't support. believe in coincidences. And I mean, you and I just, like, there were hundreds of people in that room. Yeah, it was. It was. And then we supported each other to the point where I don't think we, we never left um each other's side. Nope. Not until you up and left. Not until I moved. We, was... <laughs> we were always together. We ended up living in the same emirate. We ended up uh-huh. getting into some Across good trouble together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> good trouble. We didn't go to jail or anything, but we did, you know. We stayed doing stuff. A couple times, yeah. Mm-hmm. We stay doing stuff. Stay doing stuff. Ready to shut people down. Why All are you the talking? Time. Yes. Why are you still talking? You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're just like both exploring all these various oh, adventures. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So now tell me what you are doing these days. I'm still in the field of education. So, okay. but I'm a professor and I do that virtually. I'm and I'm background is HBC. I graduated from an HBCU for undergrad. And so now I'm teaching at three HBCUs um, part-time. Wow. So I do that virtually, but the biggest thing that I do is I started Live Long Enterprises, which is something that I do in the health and wellness arena in honor of Dante and, and my journey through this process. So I basically just help women who are going through emat- emotional tra- uh, traumatic chapters of loss and I help them to unlimit themselves and live the live long lifestyle through laughter, travel, health and wellness, cannabis, and the arts. That's amazing. You know, I already knew that, but just hearing <laughs> all of the various aspects of live long, it's just all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know what I did? I looked at everything that shut down. When you go through loss, which you know, there are areas in your life in death that kind of physical death, it it impacts people differently. And so for me, there was a chemical shift and a physical heartbreak. So there were things that shut down inside of me that still have yet to be reactivated. So what I did was I said, all right, I know if I'm going through this, there have, there, there are other women who are also going through this Mm -hmm. and what can I do to not only heal myself, but to also help during the healing journey of others mm-hmm. so it it's, it's it's interesting how it took and I'm always back and forth I'm like dang you had to take my whole child you could have just told me that mm. this is what you wanted me to do you know <laughs> come on now I'm I'm really like smooth like I'm easy going so all you had to do is say do this just you know? do it and yeah right. you would have done yeah, it yeah I didn't have to go through all but you know if I didn't go through these experiences I wouldn't be able to help anybody. I wouldn't even be able to relate to how somebody else is feeling. Right. In order to help them. And and, and what's fascinating about that is this has become a way of life for you. So had your experience not happened the way it did, who knows what you would be doing right now? No, I I really don't. I think I probably would not be living like I'm living now. And it's it's a weird way. To be honest, like it's a crazy way. It's a you, it probably would drive you absolutely bonkers the way I'm living right now. But and it, <laughs> and, and before it it would have driven me bonkers because I um I know I like knowing what's going to happen next and I like being able to be in control and a little bit having a little bit more stability. But right now, everything just got thrown to the wind. All of that stuff is just kind of like I just have to be wherever I need to be, however I'm going to be. 
until things realign. And it's taking longer than I expected for things to realign. But to be honest, I'm really at peace. Like, I don't it's have okay. the concerns that I, it, it really is okay. It's a weird space, but it's like, I'm, I'm all right being homeless. <laughs> and you're not homeless. You're a nomad. I am a nomad. Like, I'm all right being a nomad. Yes. I'm just wherever I couch surf and, you know, eventually I need some stability, but I do like not having the extra pressures and the, it's just kind of like, I have to manage the way I need to manage, but it allowed me to have a deeper level of a deeper a connection to my higher consciousness. I was able to kind of mm. dig in, explore some things that I probably wouldn't have been able to explore had I not gone through what I've gone through. Uh, new insights on life and death. It just, I will never be the same Kenesha that I was before my son passed away. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the only pain, which you know that, you know, it was just kind of like mm. loss after loss after loss. And it wasn't human beings. It wasn't like death. It, w- it was death, but in, in a variety of forms happening. Yes. And death does back, happen in a variety of forms. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a physical death, but it can be a death nonetheless. So how do you feel COVID has impacted the way you move around, the way you engage, the way you stay connected with people? Oh, well, the interesting thing about COVID is I was already like I am (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) prior mm -hmm. to COVID hitting. Mm -hmm. So, and because I lost my full-time income, I wasn't traveling as much as I was. And so I was kind of already in this space and but what it helped me to do was it, it, it the, because the world slowed down, it mm-hmm. decreased my anxiety. A lot. OK, yeah, I get that. I, kept, I get that. I mm-hmm. kept feeling like I'm behind. I'm rushing. I got to hurry up. And I'm like, what am I hurrying up to go? Where? Like what? For what? what am I ru- for what? But that's also the difference. Oh, OK. This is a little educated talk. You know, you know how we do. You, you can't be an educator <laughs> and not. Not at least have one. Break it down. Break it down. Yes. This was my pre and post test moment. Mm. As far as like what it when we try to explain to people what it feels like to be an expat and live abroad. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that need to hurry up and do anything, even though I had a full time job. You know, we were working and doing. It was never a feeling of rush, rush, rush. Right. When I came back to the United States, that's when that level, and, and that's probably why I was feeling anxious like that because it had been a while since, since you've been there. This. Yeah. And I didn't even realize like what, what is happening? Why am I feeling like, what am I rushing to? I ain't in a race with nobody. So why am I, why is this energy around me like this? Do you and feel like it was the people around you, the Americans? Do you feel like um, they're in a yeah. constant state of? Yeah. Americans are in a constant state. Of uh, rush. They need to rush. rush. They yeah. need to rush. They're in competition. They got to hurry up and do the next thing. There's not an emphasis on a moment of quietness, being at peace, being silent, slowing down, embracing the moment, being in the current, being in the present moment. That people talk that talk, but they don't generally act on that. Mm-hmm. that and so sense. because I was back in this type of environment, I, I easily fell back into that energy. Mm-hmm. So now... I'm just kind of like, no, let me recheck myself. Once I figured out what was happening, your environment is important. People try Mm -hmm. to say that like you can go anywhere and you're still going to be faced with whatever. And that's true. Whatever's Mm -hmm. in you, you're going to take it to whatever the next environment is. 
but your environment also helps you with that healing process. That is so true. Well, speaking of healing, I know that you and I had had a conversation not too long ago about the holidays and you said something that just really resonated with me. You were talking about how when you were a young mother and your children were small, that the holidays were about gifts and things like that. But as they grew into young adults, it became less about the gifts and more about the experience. And so I kind of take that with me because I know this year was particularly weird because I always try to, you know, see my family, get home, all of those things. And then this year, for various reasons, COVID being the most, didn't go home. And so it was like, well, what to do, what to do, but just realigning your train of thought and appreciating that you don't have to do things the same way all the time. You can mix it up. You can change it up. You can make the holiday, any special occasion, be what you want it to be, what you need it to be for yourself and embrace the experience. And I really appreciated that. And I feel like that's what you're doing is living out loud and living your experience, your own personal experience for yourself. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, it's got to be the way I'm comfortable with or whatever it is that I'm comfortable with and doing it unapologetically. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm learning now. That's that's what this space kind of threw me into. It doesn't mean that I don't have my moments like, whew, I was just yeah. talking. I was literally and this and I said, OK, universe, you 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 own some stuff now because <laughs> I was looking at my W-2s and I was like on the outside looking in, people would think that I had it all together. Do you know? that the universe has supported me. I've been making less than $20,000 a year since I left Dubai. Or since really? I left Dubai. I don't know how I'm doing. Girl, I don't know how I'm moving around. The way. <laughs> you would be like, how? She must be doing real good. What is she this doing? This is a, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is, when I tell you that I am a living example of how the universe will co-conspire. People, I talk to people every day. Oh, I'm gonna wait till I retire to do this. Oh, I'm gonna wait till I get some more money to do that. Oh, I'm gonna wait. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not telling anybody to be reckless because I didn't choose this for myself. I didn't choose, right, like, right. I didn't decide to be in this. I, I had to make choices, don't get me wrong. But as it relates to what sparked this, I didn't choose it. I didn't choose to lose my child. Mm-hmm. And that's what sparked the domino effect of everything I'm dealing with now. Mm-hmm. But now at first I was freaking out about it. But now that I've been, it's been like this for, you know, about a year or two, I'm like, I'm really not, when I, when people tell you control is an, is an illusion, control is an illusion. I'm literally not driving this train, but I'm, I'm provided for, I'm protected. And the mm-hmm. universe is straight conspiring with me about the life that I want to live. Like it is, right. it is so like, sometimes I'm like, I'm actually living the life that I thought that I was going to need six figures to live and you with don't? less than $20,000. And you don't. Yeah. It's crazy. And the people show up, the people who are supposed to show up, they show up supportive. I got a very supportive family. I got supportive friends in my circle, but people show up without me even asking. So I'm, I, yeah, I, I am a um, uh, sex in the city, a holic. 
And well, I haven't <laughs> seen it in a minute, but I, I've seen all the episodes like a gazillion times. And one of the episodes, Carrie was walking around with somebody and they they noticed that she didn't have a watch on. And they were like, you don't wear a watch? She was like, no. <laughs> and they were like, well, how do you ever know what time it is? And she was like, I just asked somebody. I find that if I ask somebody, there's always somebody there to help you. And and that's kind of like what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. you kind of fall into things and there's always a support system. Yeah, it is. Even Even there. When we moved there, that's how we came. It was like, we didn't know each other. Exactly. We just kind of gravitated to not everybody. We gravitated to who we needed to gravitate to. Who we needed to gravitate toward, yeah. For this, mm mm-hmm. It's crazy. So it's kind of like, if you talk like what what has COVID done? If COVID has not done anything for anybody, it should have helped you realize, one, you you don't have any control. You don't don't have control. You ain't running nothing. You will be okay. Yeah, but you will be, and once you realize you ain't running nothing, you will realize that you will be okay. Yeah. I did a whole, well, I traveled, I don't even remember, I'm going back now, now that I'm sitting still to figure out where all we went. That was so spontaneous, traveling from state to state during COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it was spontaneous. I was like, I can't keep up with her. I don't know how she's keeping up with herself because I can't keep up. I wasn't because now I got to go back and look at the pictures, figure out where all I went. <laughs> okay, okay. And then okay. the Mexico trip was definitely spontaneous. I didn't decide to do that till like three or four days before the trip. And that was beautiful. Yeah, I needed, I'm glad that I was able to spend that time there. I needed that break from the cold because me and cold, I don't know, just not, not me and cold don't, mm-mm. but. I'm telling you, even how that even how that opportunity fell in my lap. And I'm just sharing this story with your listeners because it's like if you speak it, I promise you, like it it may not necessarily happen like immediately, but Mm -hmm. stuff will start happening. And whenever it starts happening, just just trust that it's the time. Mm hmm. Yep. absolutely. Absolutely. So we were talking at the top about just letting go and. Even though you're going after your dreams and you're going after the nuts and bolts that you need for your life, like credentials and all of that, that you still feel like sometimes you don't know anything. And that brings me to the topic of something we had talked about before, living life over 40. Because I don't know about you, but when I turned 40, which was a while ago... I just kind of stopped giving a damn. I don't mean about Mm -hmm. life, but I used to have migraines. I used to suffer from anxiety, panic attacks, the disease to please, all of those things. And it seemed like a light switch kind of went off. (laughs) And I was like, what the heck am I doing all of this for? This is ridiculous. And I started re-evaluating my life after 40. And the older I get, the more I realize that I don't know a lot. And I'm okay with that. How do you feel? That's, I think as a people, we, we, you really don't know anything. Like you really, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember the guy's name, but he had this lady on there, a neuroscience person on there. And she talked about that. It's like, you do have, you have these experiences, but ultimately we really know nothing. Like mm-hmm. we really don't know anything. Mm-hmm. 
And as you go through life, like you just said, as you get older and as you go through life, you really realize you don't think, like, damn, I, ain't really, I don't know nothing. The older you get, the less you know. <laughs> the less you know. We need a shirt. The older you get, you're the right. Less the you older know. you get, the less you know. Yes. The older you get, the less you know. And you okay. Like you just said, you're okay with it. I don't really have to know. As a matter of fact, I need a whole bunch of smart people in my room so I can delegate. Come on now. <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. So Give you can me all delegate. The smart people in the room so I can delegate. And that's what I, I mean, not trying to get into politics or whatever, because that could be a whole nother podcast. But that's the thing that I see in Joe Biden is how he is putting his cabinet together. And it's like, okay, he realizes he may not be the quickest mover. He may not be the, the youngest cat in the room, but he's going to put people together who have it together. So that he can just be like, okay, y'all tell me what's going on. Let's see what's happening in the world. And let's see how we can address all these issues. And I I appreciate that. It's all about the people you've got in the room. It really is. What they say, your net worth is your net work. Work. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It really is about, and that's, that's not just from a business perspective. I'm, I'm talking about your whole, your elements of wellness perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that how we connected and the things that we we went through while being physically together, we still talk all the time. Yeah. But it was just like these are lifelong, this is not a seasonal friendship that we have. Right. But okay. it was, but how we connected um and the people that we surround ourselves with, we have enough people in, in our hope between my circle and your circle alone where we can delegate a lot. Like we have a lot of smart people in our room. We have a lot of smart people, a lot of in, the smart room. people in our room. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a great thing. That's a blessing. It sure <laughs> is. Well, I was going to ask you what lesson can you share with the listening audience, but I feel like your whole vibe is a lesson. It really is. I think that I'm, st- and I'm still learning because it's a new lesson for me. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. I'm trying to figure out who I am. Like you already, as we age, we are each decade, we do go through the process of trying to figure out who we are. Right. Right. But I'm, I think that I'm having to figure out who I am from that perspective and having to figure out who I am from dealing with the loss perspective. So I'm, I'm aging, but I'm also trying to mend the pieces of myself back to get like together so mm-hmm. it's it's, it's kind of like um, multidimensional levels of trying to figure out who I am. So these lessons are continuing to appear. And I'm amazed by some of them because I'm like, really? Like, this is what we're doing? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> is this where but we then, are today? <laughs> yeah. But the cool thing about it is the lesson we just talked about, about this really not caring. Like, you just get to a point as you age where you're like, oh, well, this is, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Mm-hmm. The aging process has allowed me to be a little bit more acceptable of the lessons that show up. And and when I'm like, yeah, no, now, and I used to, initially I would try to fight that. Right. Right. But now I'd be like, oh, not because it comes back to what you were saying. We don't control it anyway. Anyway. And that is the, if if, if nothing else, that is the biggest lesson of all. Yes. Yes. You are not in control. You can put your hand on the wheel and you can try to steer, but 
if you go off on it, if you go off in a ditch, right? May, yeah, that, that may just be where you're supposed to be at this given time. That's exactly where, and, and you just tri- you just chill. You just be like, okay, I'm in a this, ditch. This, I'm in the ditch. And what are we doing next? Since I didn't want, I didn't put myself here. Right. <laughs> Right. Am I supposed to sit here or am I going to get out yeah, of this? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Am I supposed yeah. to learn something while I'm sitting something here? While I'm sitting in this yeah. You just tell me. What, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting. Look, I'm waiting on you. We're just I'm waiting on you. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good in this ditch. Just give me ditch. some water. Water. Make sure I get a blanket if it's cold. Can the windows roll down? Do I have some gas? Can I turn on my air? Like, right. <laughs> like, what am I working with over here? With over here, right. Mm-hmm. But you just you, and as soon as you let go of the need to be resistant and control, everything really does work itself out. That's it what does. I'm learning, and that That's is the lesson. biggest. That is the biggest lesson. Mm-hmm. If you just let go, surrender to whatever it is that's going on, the universe will have your back. Yes, and I'm I am a walking, living example of this. I'm telling y'all, I'm. Still in awe, like not that I didn't believe, but I think sometimes you believe, you know, but when it becomes tangible, you're like, this is this is what's happening right now. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Now I do miss traveling though. Like I do miss like being able to between COVID and finances, you know, like I miss being able to go. But, but uh, that'll happen again. Again, yeah. And 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 I know, I know because I know you that you're still like making moves. To prepare oh, yeah. for that day. Yeah. Yeah. And and even like learning how to move around. Like I just talked about traveling a little bit, you know, but moving around safely because that's exactly, I don't think we're going to, I don't think this is going to go away no time. This COVID no, situation is going to just disappear. So. I don't think so. And it's going to change our way of living forever. So yeah. you got to learn how to maneuver. Yeah. I was talking to somebody just yesterday about this whole mask situation. I was like, okay. How long are we supposed to wear these masks? Is this going to be like forever? Because I literally have to have a mask in the car, a mask in my purse, a mask by the door, because if not, then I'll forget it. Because it's just, you know, like some people say, this is just going to become a way of life. And I'm like, "Mm, is it really? (laughs) Walk around with this mask, can't hardly. I like my lip gloss too much. Is it really? (laughs) I don't know. Because, you know, like in Japan, they wear masks all the time anyway. Right. This was like their norm. Yep. And, and, and I thought the same thing about Arab cultures, especially if they cover oh, their face up. Right. And it's I like, about oh, y'all are just barely getting, <laughs> y'all are just barely having to wear a mask. We've been doing this. <laughs> y'all are new to it. We're true to it. So. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And they're just looking, they're just looking at us like, Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to our world. So it's funny how how life works. We're all in the same boat. Exactly. But and it's interesting if you're open to it, what you can learn from those who are already Mm -hmm. dealing with this. They already know how to adapt. They know how to adapt. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, People, you know, people down here actually they don't know how to adapt. Well, on that note, I have a little, I have a little segment at the end of my podcast called The Last Word. So I just want to give you an opportunity to share anything that you would like to share as the last word. I say adapt, (laughs) Mm -hmm. be flexible, unlimit yourself. Don't, don't allow fear to stop you. Do it while you are afraid and Mm. live long. 
The way we live long is through laughter. You don't need anything to laugh about. You can just start laughing. It feels wonderful. And make sure that you're taking care of yourself. That's 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 it. That's a good word. That's a good word, my dear. My dear doctor. (laughs) I am that. I got to, you know what? I got to start embracing it a little bit more. Embrace it. It'd be so funny because people are calling up like, who is, who? Oh yeah, that is me. For over 10 years. I'm still talking about, oh, yeah, that is me. That is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming. It's um, especially recently. So it's coming together. I'm getting I'm, I'll be used to it. Other than your mama. I'm your biggest fan. Thank you. <laughs> and I am yours. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I love you, girl. Thank you I love for you too. Me. And thank you for inviting me and allowing me to share a little bit of my story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know your story is going to benefit and uplift many people. So I'm so glad that you were able to be my guest. Yeah, they can find me on IG at Dr. Kenesha if they need anything. Slow down. Say it again. Say it again. They can find me at Dr. Kenesha on IG if they need anything, if they need any support with anything. Dr. Kenesha. Mm -hmm. Just D-R-K-E-N-N-E-S-H-A. Thank you, ma'am. That's what I needed. You're welcome. Well, alrighty, that does it for episode three of Everything and Nothing. Thanks again for joining us. For the latest updates on the podcast, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore everything nothing podcast. I'll see you next time. Peace and blessings. Mm-hmm.